Wow, here we are, back again. I know it's been a while. <laughs> so how you been? Good, good. It's uh, It's been a little bit crazy of, uh, I don't know, two months pretty much. I know, it's been it's almost been like... crazy two months. Yeah, maybe almost two and a half. Uh, you know, we've been on hiatus. Lots been going on between you uh, working at home, doing all your house renovations and stuff, and me so involved in uh, Mary Poppins uh, over at Encore. Uh, we have not had a chance to sit down and, and do some recording. It's been forever. It's been a while. And man, I'm going to tell you, even though we've had this little bit of a lengthy break, it's been good because I got a lot to talk about. <laughs> sure, I think every time I've seen you too, it's like we've got to get, we've got to sit down. Yes, and I'm like, oh, I got things to say. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, to there's a lot, a lot to talk about. Uh, so yeah, it's you know, it's it's been a little while, and things are things are gonna get back to normal now. Things have slowed down. Uh, your renovations are done. Mary Poppins is done. Now we're gonna start uh, yeah, getting back in into the swing of it. Studio Casa de Roberts here. Yes, we're in your new living room slash dining room. Yeah, we'll get a, a little, <laughs> little more reverb in this episode. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll get back into uh, Macaulay Studios uh, in a couple weeks. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, we're, we're checking out your new digs. It's nice. Looks good. Smells new. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than being in my old kitchen I'll, uh, I'll studio. Fix, I'll fix that. <laughs> I'll smell. change that real quick. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, how did the whole uh, renovation go? I mean, you, you were at it for a while. Uh, yeah, I've got a few things left to do, but I would never wish this upon anyone, and I never want to do it again. Like, if I ever sell this place, whatever I buy... I don't even want to paint. Like it's just gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be done. Oh, you yeah. know, which yeah, well, means it'll be a while. Because when we uh, when we bought our house, I renovated the upstairs before we moved down, and uh, yeah, it was literally I had to have it done in like thirty days so our tenants could move in, and it was just every day, every night, just nonstop, get it done, paint, flooring, whatever. And you've you've been here enough times to remember what it looked oh, like. Oh yeah, this it's, it's totally a different. different it house. Totally, it's, it looks fantastic. It does. Yeah. It looks really really good. It came out. Awesome. And not only were you killing yourself getting this done, you were actually coming to the theater a couple nights a week to, yeah. to do the sound yeah. for Mary Poppins. Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's no rest for the wicked, and, and that's us, wicked as can be. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can only imagine you would be here all day or actually go to work all day, come home, do as much as you can, and then go to the theater. And Yeah, and it was tough because it worked out that Mary Poppins was that probably like the worst possible two weeks. Oh, my God. Where like, you know, I actually had like a week off before that right. where I was waiting for a few things to happen. Yep. And then, like, it was done. I was like, I can work. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm going to work 8 to 5, and oh, I'm going to yeah. go to the stadium and work there till what ended up really late tech rehearsals for that show. I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, you were here building and remodeling your, your beautiful new house. And I was at the theater building and modeling a, a set. And let me tell you. Not my favorite uh, thing to I do. I, I, I'll tell you, like, I saw Kathy a couple times. I'd be like, oh, you know what? What's going on? You know, how's Fred? And she's like, I haven't seen Fred. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't Literally, live with me. He lives I at, the, barely, at the warehouse just building. Barely saw my wife, my kid. You know, I have a four-year-old son. And yeah, there were literally times I wanted to just light a match. Just burn it. Burn it to the ground <laughs> and just be like, screw it. I'm fucking out of here. Don't worry. We're insured. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it, it was huge. Uh, Mary Poppins like took over my life for a good two solid months 
uh, and it was just because I had to take on so much stuff. And that's actually what we're here to talk about today. Yep. Um, with the huge success that Mary Poppins was, uh, you know, before we went on a hiatus, we got a chance to sit down with uh, Megan Bernal, who played um, Mary Poppins. We sat down with Ashley Lopes, who played uh, Mrs. Brill. Um, we got a little bit of time to talk with them. I was hoping to get a few more people in before the show, um, but unfortunately we got so busy, and we'll yeah. actually talk about why that was. Um, you know, I do still plan to get some of that cast to come on the show, maybe in the next couple of episodes, because um, I still want to bring in um, Adam Landry, who played Bert, and I want to get John McElroy, who played uh, Mr. Banks. Yep. Uh, I definitely want to get them on the show because, you know, I let's just jump right into it. Mary Poppins was an amazing, amazing show. Uh, we had so much fun when that show was happening that... Um, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks. It's been, what, two two weeks now? Three, three, three weeks? weeks? Three okay, weeks. so it's been yeah. three weeks. It's done. And uh, I still see people posting photos on Facebook and going online and talking about the show. And um, it was just an amazing show. We haven't done a show that big um, since 2006, uh, which was Willy Wonka. And the only reason I say that is because of the flying. The flying adds such a huge element yep. to it. Uh, the size of the set, the flying, the costumes, the tech, everything involved in putting that show on. The last time we did a big show was that was Willy Wonka 2000. And you yeah, worked that, on yeah, that, that show. Was, that was a big right? set, too. And you remember the flying and the set. I mean, yep. we had that. The tube. We had that, like, <laughs> nine to 15-foot candy boat, boat. Yeah. Yeah, oh, which was man. huge. Yeah. Uh, we actually talked about that in, in previous yep. episodes, and um, it, just thinking about the set pieces in that. I mean, we had the uh, the um, the squirrel room where the, the bad nut falls yep. down. I mean, there was all it was it was a lot of small pieces that got brought on. I'll tell you, I, I showed up um, was it Sunday night of Tech Week for Poppins, and I walked in. You know, per usual, I looked at the set. I think it was like it was Mike Landry was standing there and Sue Vieira. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a fucking mess. Because <laughs> <laughs> the set was just huge. Huge. It huge. was huge. And here's the thing. I'm known for having big sets. Anytime they'd say, oh, big set. Fred show, he's going to have a big have set. The cake. Let me explain something. I don't think to myself when I'm, when I'm getting a show, uh, a show is presented to me and they said, are you interested in directing? I'm not thinking, yeah, I'll do that show. I'm going to build this monstrosity of a set. The show calls for it because yeah. what we ended up doing for Mary Poppins was we had to have the Banks house, which was a stationary piece on stage. Um, and because of our budgets and our limitations, you can only get so many drops. A lot of the stuff we build and we fly in or it's stuff that moves in from the wings and knowing what my budget was and what I had to work with, um, the first thing that I knew was the Banks house had to be 16 feet tall because it had to cover the whole back wall. Yep. Um, you know, 16 feet right before we get into our lights. Um, and of course, to fill the length of it, and it ended up being 32 feet long. So it literally covered the entire back brick wall, couldn't see it, and that was our backdrop. So, you know, it's, it's, so, it's 32 feet by uh, 16, it's uh, huge. There were, there were three things that really like stood out to me with the set. One was, the backdrops you mentioned. Yes. They're gorgeous. 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 Probably some yeah. of the nicest backdrops I've ever um, seen. I, I want to say, and I'm not sure 100%, I want to say it's TheaterWorks or TheaterWorks International, TheaterWorks USA. Yeah. Um, they were the company we rented them from. We rented three of them. That night backdrop was just Fantastic. Beautiful. Well, here's the thing. Usually in the past when we've rented drops, you know, we budget, we have to budget all of our shows a year in advance. So it's like... 
you can guess how many you're gonna need, yep. but because the show's so new, I don't know what I'm gonna need. So I was like, let's budget for, I think we budgeted for two. Maybe we budgeted for three, we usually only do two. Um, so when it came time to order them, I was like, listen, I budgeted for three drops. Mary Poppins is such a new show, not all of the drop companies are making Mary Poppins drops yet. Yep. So the company we usually use, which is Charles Stewart Drops, um, they had nothing. I mean, that could have grabbed a park scene kind of thing. Generic, but it would have uh, been generic, yeah. and it wouldn't have really fit the show. And I mean, it would have worked, but... And they had nothing for the, the rooftop sky, nothing at all yeah. for the chimney tops. And I was like, you can't do that scene and not have that. So I looked up this company. The drops were a little more expensive. Plus, we were doing two weekends. So I was like, we're going over on drops. There's no doubt... Budget-wise, we're going over, and we have to. It's the only way we can make it look yep. good. It's going to look like a, a, a great uh, traveling or Broadway-style show or however you want to describe it. It's going to look good. Yeah. So, yeah, we went with that company. We paid a little bit more for them, um, and I was only able to get the three. The show called for five. Six wow. if you have, like, a, a show scrim. Yeah. Um, but we could have done it with five. I was only able to do it with three, so we have a site that we can use. And it worked. You, it worked out. It, it worked. did. I was. Uh, I, I wasn't too thrilled having to use the site, using lights to change the scenes yep. because you went from these gorgeous backdrop, gorgeous backdrop, plain white site with lights on it. Yeah. Gorgeous backdrop, gorgeous backdrop, plain white site with lights on it. Yep. You know. Luckily, we only had to do that two times with the site. But for the rest of the show, we either had the night sky with the rooftops or the park, or we had that cityscape. Um, the city, which was yeah. supposed to be uh, Cherry Tree Lane. Street, yeah. um, and those drops were called, you know, they were specific to Mary Poppins, and that's why we went with that company. So, so those they were, were gorgeous. Those were gorgeous. The other thing that kind of amazed me was the, uh, the bedroom the bedroom set rotating yes to uh that was all me (laughs) like when i saw it the first time like the first tech night i'm like oh this isn't gonna work because that that took some people to it it, surprisingly enough um two people can move each of those it was literally um it was 24 feet long each piece was 12 feet by four so it was 12 by four each individual so when it split and you could rotate them Two people could do it. Um, it's nice to have more because it can go faster. Um, it wasn't as heavy as it appeared, although I'm sure my tech crew would probably argue with me about that. Like I, you know, on the uh, the left side or, or stage right, uh, Ethan would come oh, yeah. out and he, he just, was just, you could see him just pushing it. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just send it out Trying there. to move yeah. it in a timely fashion. Pr- getting it started was probably yeah. what was. Yeah. Well, especially because it's backstage sideways yeah. and then you have to turn it and angle it and to get, get, it get it out, it there. out there. Yeah, it was, So that, they had some finagling to do. That amazed me. And on top, like that piece, it had a lot of like weird moving parts well, too. Well, on Broadway, what's cool is on Broadway, they actually fly the bank's house the, I'm sorry, they find the nursery yep. in and out. It's such a big piece, and they, I don't know if it's hydraulics or how they do it, but they lower it in. Yeah, they've got they've And then got they have, the, when it becomes the rooftop, they cover the interior with another piece, and then they're able to move it up That's and down cool. like that. We didn't have that luxury. Yeah. So I was like, well, well, we'll front and back it. You know, We'll do one side for one, one for the other, and we'll just spin them on the stage. I wanted it to look as close to the Broadway version as humanly possible, it, so we kind of modeled it visually yep. after that. But then here's the thing. Once you start building it, you start realizing your limitations and what you can and can't do. Originally, I had wanted um, Bert, Mary, and the two kids, and chimney sweeps to walk around on top of it. 
Oh, yeah. And once we got into the building process and I started putting the roof up, I was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. Yeah. Luckily, I was able to get Bert up there for one scene, and uh, he would just sit up there and then slide down yep. to the front. But originally, I did. I wanted them all to be able to walk around on top, and it just wasn't going to happen. And this, and this is what they call killing your babies in theater. You know, you get this great idea. This is something you want to do, and it just didn't pan out for the, for the show. The uh, so the the final like big set piece that caught me, and you were you were there for this, was the first night doing sound, watching oh. it in the, um, the uh, spoonful of sugar scene mm-hmm. when the. The picture or whatever, fall, the rack falls off the wall, the table yeah. breaks. I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> I'm like, what just that happened? That was priceless. <laughs> and the funny thing was, you had been there two nights previously. Yeah, but I so focused on what I'm doing. You were just so focused doing, on adjusting yeah. things. You didn't catch any no. of that. Dude, Friday night when that happened, and you looked over at me like, I'm like what the fuck just happened? <laughs> My like, face like the set's falling apart. Oh, you thought the world was coming to an end, and you thought it was, was like bye bye birdie. Bird. <laughs> no, you thought it was bye bye birdie all over again. And that, and, and in that moment, I said to myself, that that worked. Oh. What we did in that scene worked because you had not seen it. The the stuff, you know, the, we had a shelf that collapsed. We had a table that split in the middle, and then we had the rack that fell yeah. forward. And in that moment, when you were like losing it because you thought they just destroyed the set, I said, and that's how I know yeah. it worked. It was the it was the <laughs> like the rack when it went off, and I'm like, oh my god, you yeah. just got hit with that. Yeah, because it falls forward. It doesn't yeah. go all the way forward because it catches. Yeah, but it comes forward far enough where oh, that, that was good. Yeah, that was good. That was and your reaction was 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 great. Yeah. You know, and, and from I can't see the audience from usually where I'm hanging up in the back, uh, but to see you react like that, <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. Uh, that was great. So um, yeah, Mary Poppins. Uh, just so happens to be currently the highest grossing show that the Stadium Theater has put on uh, to date, which is amazing. Do, do you want to give them a, a you're welcome? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, no, seriously, for, for a two-weekend show, uh, we actually not only beat our previous record with an encore, but I'm, so, I'm talking about the entire theater, every show that's ever come in there, it is the highest grossing show, wow. not just for us. Our previous record... So- was $66,000, I think, for um, one of our Peter Pans, which was a three-weekend show. I'm yep. sorry, no, it wasn't Peter Pan. It was Beauty and the Beast That's 2005. Beauty and the Beast, right? Three weekends, we made that amount of money. This show was only done in two weekends, and we, like, buried that. So what you're telling me is community theater brings in more money than C-rate cover band shows? Um, surprisingly enough, yes. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> Original performances. But amazing. here's the thing. As well as we do, I mean, this proves that, oh, my God, you can, this theater can make some serious money doing this. Yeah. That's why we have all these other companies in there now. Absolutely. Because they think that if they can oversaturate with theater, they can capitalize on making all that money. Yep. And what they're not realizing is that if you spread one company thin, you don't have the manpower to continue. Because I'm going to tell you, this show almost killed me. As I say, how how many of those do you think you could possibly do a year? You can't. When you're you got a family, you, you know, it's community. That's the it's thing, community man. It's community theater. You're volunteering. And it's- the same people who are working on my show are working on somebody else's show. Because there's like four companies in that theater yeah. now, and we're all from the same stop we're all from the same pool so if you know we're all working on my show and then we're all working on your show we're getting burned out faster than we were before yeah. and it was hard to get people before to, to come and work on these shows and it's killing us this show literally almost killed me 
I've never had a moment, and I've had some, <laughs> I've had some doozies of moments. Um, there was a moment I was actually sitting in the theater, and I, I had never done this before. I was so overwhelmed and so beside myself with the chaos of just things not going the way it needed to. I, I texted my wife and I said, "I want to come home." I was like at my wit's end. Um, and if anybody's ever worked with me, people know. I carry a lot on my back. I can do a lot. I, I push myself to the limits. This show pushed me beyond my limits, and it was almost to a breaking point. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot. And as much as I love doing theater, this one really took a toll. It was a lot. And, and I don't think that's true just for myself. I think that happened with a lot of people on this show. Um, tech, uh, production crew, cast members... It was huge. Yeah. It was a huge production. It was a giant undertaking. And take all the crap that went wrong out of it. Take like all the bullshit leading up to the show out. Yep. And just start at Tech Week. Oh it's, my God. It was still it was, insane. It, it was such. And like I said, we haven't done a big show like that since 2006, which was Willy Wonka. Um, and I remember that being a huge. Yeah, Poppins show. Was, a, was a long Tech Week. Like it. We haven't had late nights like that in a long time. Yeah. We had gotten it so down that we were out at 11 o'clock or earlier that was, every night. That was tough. We had some late nights. Yeah. Again, because of the tech. I'm telling you, anytime you throw a big set show, mix it with the flying, you're going to have some late nights. And it's new to the cast members. They, they've got to figure out how to move around tech. Tech's going to move around them. And Well, and, and another thing that made it hard was when we moved the, to the theater for, for the show, uh, you know, we usually move in on a Sunday, which we did. Um, but the problem was... If there's not a show in the night before, sometimes we can get a jump on it mm -hmm. and have an extra day, which would have been fantastic. But they had, like, I think Clint Black was in there the night before. That's right. So there was no way we were getting in early. Um, so we started at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Uh, it happened to be the holiday weekend. It was Columbus Day weekend. Yep. Um, so Sunday morning at 8 o'clock, we start loading in the set. But the problem was the flying comes in on Sunday as well. So we had to literally install the flying rig and build the set at the same time so now we'll get into this a little bit more after but i ended up heading up the building of the set um i was the main construction guy and uh so i'm trying to make sure that that's happening delegating to people i had a whole bunch of helpers which were fantastic uh getting them to build the set because i'm also the tech director for the show now and I'm trying to work with the flying guy to make sure that the flying rig is getting installed in a timely fashion. Because, yep. you know, he, he comes in and he's got specific time frames. He wants to do installation from this time to this time. Then he wants to do a rehearsal from this time to this time. Yep. So we've got windows to build. But the minute we need to do this rehearsal, we got to stop building and concentrate on that. Um, so it, I knew that morning going in, there was no way I was getting to tech. We yeah. were going to build the set, we were going to load in the flying, and that was it. We weren't going to be able to do anything else. <laughs> Luckily, I took the following day off. I work in Massachusetts. I don't get the holiday off, but I took the day off, um, and I spent my entire Monday, if you will, just doing lighting and tech and doing all that stuff. So th that's just something interesting, too, for people that haven't volunteered in, in theater or tech or anything like that. A lot, a lot of people that are volunteering their time, 
not only are they volunteering their time, they're using vacation days I'm that are intended vacation to days. be spent with your family. I'm using sick days. Right. I'm using whatever I can. To be at the theater <laughs> to do stuff for yeah. community theater. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's crazy because, you know, I, I only get so many allotted vacation days through the course of a year. Yep. And it's crazy because I have to take that into consideration when I set up my vacation time that I'm going to have shows in October. I'm going to put time aside for that's that. A, that's always my pet peeve with uh, the Friday morning kid shows. Mm. I lose at least a week of vacation every year right off the yeah. top for kid shows at right. the stadium. Because you're doing four or five a year, if not more. Usually more yeah. than that. Yeah. And, you know, Even with giving a couple away, it's like, oh, I have yep. one week less vacation than I would have without, uh, without that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it is. It's a huge commitment. So we literally spent... All day, and then Monday being Columbus Day happened to be, um, uh, they do the parade in Woonsocket, on fest parade. Yeah. So some cast members went and did the walk, which was fantastic. So they came down while we were doing that. And as soon as the parade was done and the cast got back to the theater, we had to have a flying rehearsal. So I literally, in the middle of my lighting in my tech, I had to stop, take a break, um, and go ahead and let them do their rehearsal and yep. then get back to it. Now we also have rehearsal that night. So it's like it's a long this day. Big, I literally, <laughs> long I'm, I'm going to tell you something. So not only am I trying to wrap up the tech, um, they're still painting the set because the set wasn't done being painted yeah, before moving. They didn't finish some of the painting till that Friday. They didn't right? finish till even the probably day after the, yeah. we opened. They were in there Friday afternoon uh, before opening night, finishing the painting. I remember seeing some accents and things on the wall that weren't that there. That weren't there. Yeah. 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 And which was great too. Uh, you know, we rehearsed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for tech. Uh, Wednesday was our final dress rehearsal. I gave everybody Thursday off. Usually I my thing is I reserve the right to bring you in Thursday if Wednesday's a train wreck. Uh, however, had it been a train wreck or not, we were all taking Thursday off. We were all wiped. Yeah. We had all those late nights. People were exhausted. I was exhausted. I was like, I can't. I can't bring them in on Thursday. I, I just can't do it. But luckily, the the girls who painted the set went in on Thursday, I think, and they did some painting during the day, uh, got some more done, and then Friday they went in and they finished what had to be finished. So literally, right up until that show started, Friday night, we were still painting that nope. set. It was insane. It was an insane, insane process. But the show goes up, uh, you know, with, I won't say without a hitch, but it went up. Uh, very well and I think we got a lot of positive positive feedback and reaction from anybody who saw it and the best thing was and I wanted to bring it and I forgot um, we had someone come and review the show we had no idea someone was coming to review the show um, back when we did Les Mis we had um, Channing Gray I believe is his name um, yeah, I always I think Channing Tatum, but yeah, I think that too. Channing Gray, yeah. Uh, so he came out and he reviewed Les Mis, and people were asking, "Well, is he going to come?" Because he usually only does professional or touring companies. Yep. He doesn't usually do community theater. Um, so everyone was wondering, "Is he going to come? Is he going to come?" Um, I guess we reached out to him. We never heard back from him. Uh, so we were just like, "Okay, he's just not going to come." And then we find out, like a, a day or two later, that someone from um, I think it was. Was it the Valley Breeze? Or the Providence Journal, right? Was no, it wasn't the no, Journal because that's Breeze? Channing Gray's from the Journal. That's it was Valley Breeze. Uh, I think it was the Valley yeah. Breeze. Someone had come out and reviewed the show, and we had no idea that they were doing it. And I was like, oh, man. So they couldn't, they couldn't even <laughs> wine and dine them. Yeah, they weren't even <laughs> wine and dine for it. But uh, 
Yeah, it was just such a surprise. And the one thing that stood out in that article, which just made me so happy, uh, the guy did the review of the show and said that it was the best community theater show he had seen this year. And I was like, wow, that's a lot. Uh, you know what? He might not have even seen community, said community theater. He might have just said it was the best show he I, had seen. I want to say all year. I want to say it was just the yeah. best show. He'd I think seen he said it was year. the best show he had seen all year. Yeah. And that's just like. Amazing, you know, because yeah. uh, a reviewer probably goes to see a lot of stuff, and I'm sure they're going to see big stuff too. PPAC, Ocean State, uh, you know, Theater by the Sea, whatever. Um, so to have a review that awesome, yeah. I was just stoked by it. It was just, and it was great fuel yeah, for second it's, weekend. And it's good he for came the cast first too. weekends, yeah, that's right. Um, and I think he came Saturday night. I don't think he came Friday because had he come Friday, he was seeing the fucking debacle that happened at the end of the show. Oh, uh, but uh, we'll talk about that in a little while. <laughs> I actually want to go back a little bit, right to the beginning, and talk about, um, you know, what what really transpired, what was so crazy, what made it so difficult. Uh, because, um, I mean, when we decided to do um, Mary Poppins, you know, uh, my wife, who's the head of the company, was like, oh, I would like to do Mary Poppins. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I got on board to direct it. Um, and I was generally set up to be just the director for the show. And that's fantastic for me. That's all I want to do. Yep. I just want to come in. I want to block my scenes. I want to you know, work with the actors. I want to do that. And I want to go home. And that's it. Um, but a situation kind of came up where um, when it came time to build the set, we had sat down with these two gentlemen. And we were like, listen, OK, um, this is what we need. I sat down. I kind of designed the set. I drew it all up all these little schematics for him. I said, you know, the bank's house is a big piece. It's going to be this big, and the nursery is this big. And then, you know, I, I kind of broke it down large to small. Um, and they were like, these two guys were like, okay, we're, we're going to do it. And I was like, awesome. So I go off. I start blocking the show, and I'm doing my thing, and they're doing their thing. And I pop in a couple times to see the progression of the set, and I'm noticing it's going very slow. And I was like... Mm, I, I mean, I've, I've built sets in the past. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call myself a set builder. Well, now I will after the Mary Poppins <laughs> set. But uh, I've built sets in the past. I've designed sets. And it's kind of like I'm watching the progression of this thing move. So you know where you have to be at a certain time. I know in my mind what it's going to look like. Yep. And I can see in the warehouse where they're at. And it's not far enough along. So literally... A month and a half goes by, almost two months, and I pop into the warehouse one day to see where we're at, and literally the only thing they had built was a staircase and three walls, and the walls weren't even assembled like correctly. It was three walls and a staircase, the front staircase, if you yep. remember. Not even a full staircase, because we had to add two steps to the top yeah, of it. it went up and then... I'm not even talking about the back ones. I'm talking about just the front. There were two steps added after because it didn't make it to the six-foot mark. So I'm literally looking at these stairs and these three walls, and I'm going, where's everything else? Has nothing else even been started? And it hadn't. So unfortunately, I was like, I went to my producer. I was like, what happened to these two guys? And I don't know if there was, I don't know if there was a miscommunication I'm under the impression one of the guys thought that he was only responsible for the bank's house. Like, he was supposed to just build that. So he had plenty of time. He had another two months 
to finish the set. Because right. I think he thought he was only doing that one piece. And then the other guy who was supposed to help out, something came up. He wasn't able to do it. The two guys weren't communicating. So one guy was kind of doing it on his own a couple hours here and there. Yep. And it just wasn't getting done. So at that point, I was like, I'm sorry, but it's just moving way too slow. I talked to my producer. I said, the only way, I mean, we only had two months left. And I was like, the set is not going to be done in time yeah. if we keep going at this pace. So we ended up having to let go the guy who was supposedly heading it up. Um, and I took it over. I mean, like I said, I built sets before. I was like, I, I got to have to do it. You know the old saying, if you want something done, do yeah. it yourself. And there was r literally nobody else who we could call to, to just step in and take over. Um, so I was like, all right, here's what I'll do. I said, I will head it up. And I'll get some of the cast members involved, um, a bunch of which who I've had helped me with sets in the past, which was fantastic. Yep. I said, I'll get these guys to come in and we'll get it done. And that started the whole me being the, the set builder. So it's, it's funny too, because it probably didn't help the, uh, so the time of year when the set was being built and everything. So Anna had, had called me a couple times because um, actually a guy who put the beam in here at my house mm -hmm. and the slider for me, um, he's helped Melissa with her sets at the school. So I gave, I gave his contact info and everything. And, um, uh, but it was like his, you know, I know Anna talked to him and it was like, I talked to him. Oh, you talked to him? He, well, here's the thing. We, we got on the phone with him. Uh, we invited him to come down to the warehouse to show yeah. where we're at. Cause he was all gung ho. He's like, Oh, I love doing it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to be at the warehouse one night. Why don't you come by and I'll talk to you a little bit. And I was like, great. I'm going to have a guy to come and help me. A regular guy, like a yeah. study person to come in and help me out. Uh, and he showed up and he was like, yeah, I want to do this. And I'd love to do that. The only problem is this is a bad time of year for me. Yeah. He's like, if you want to get me, you know, in December or beginning of next year. And right. in my head, I'm like, no, I need somebody now. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know, and he was saying, even this, like getting him here um, with what a bad, the, the winter last year, mm. like with all the house damage oh, and everything, yeah. he, he's been basically flat out, you know, through the whole summer. And then, and then with contractors, basically everything yeah. dies December 1st. Yep, that's what he told and, me. And like December <laughs> to end of February, yeah. do whatever you want. That's what he said to me. He said, oh, after the first, he said, December 1st, anytime after the first of the year, he said, I'd be more than willing. And in my head, I'm like, I don't need somebody that I need somebody now. So he did, uh, he did go see the show. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, he did, did he enjoy the show? He did enjoy it, yes. He did, did he go see comment the show. on the set at all? He said it looked good, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, but he, I did, only talked to him briefly, but he, yeah. I was I was sitting at the soundboard, and he, he showed in, and I was like, hey, how are you doing? Nice. Yeah. So he did go see it. Oh, good. I'm glad yeah. I enjoyed the show, at least. I mean, it, it was. It was a huge set, and anybody who saw the show knows. I mean, it was big. Like I said, that that Banks house was ridiculously huge. Yeah. Um, and 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 the, and the sad thing was the, the guy who was building the set. Uh, I don't know if he was a contractor, but I guess the guy built houses for a living. And and I even had a conversation with him on the phone when I was so concerned about the speed at which it was going. He was like, "Oh well, you know, um, I don't know how much you know about building houses." I said, "Hey, let me just tell you this: we're not trying to build a house here. We're trying to build a set, and and the set has to go up faster. I mean, we're not building things." that's gonna last for the next yeah. hundred years. I need something that's gonna last yeah. me two weekends. I think the thing that's different <laughs> is like a, um, you know, a contractor, they're building stuff to code. Oh, absolutely. Where, like load bearing walls and everything. Sure, 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 and I now, get that. There's stuff where with sets, obviously it's gonna be safe. You know, so your staircases, your standing platforms. Yeah. yeah. So those have to be pretty structurally, sure. stru not even pretty, structurally sound. Which we make sure they are. Right, but then if you've got a, 
a back non-load-bearing wall, Sit. you can build that out of a little one bit by of threes. one by three and Luan. Yeah, it's all it yeah, is. That's not, all it is. You know, it's not like you've got a second floor being yeah, supported. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes yeah. with a contractor, they're so wrapped up in, you know, they know how to do something and they're doing it every day. Right. Right. Your wall is two by four, two by six. You know, it's going to be, uh, you know, plumb and level. Like, you don't have to plumb yeah, and level this not, stuff. Are you like, kidding me? Is it rectangular? If you look at it Close from enough. the front, it looks like a house. You look at it from the back, You're it's like, just a mishmash of pieces <laughs> and freaking strapping so it doesn't but, fall uh, down. I think sometimes they just have a hard time separating yeah. that. Well, I know. think this gentleman, super nice guy, you know, I, I appreciated him wanting to do it in the first place. Uh, I just don't think he realized, one, the magnitude. Uh, to the time commitment it was really going to take yeah. because once I took it over literally for the next two months I um, I wasn't home I was at the warehouse three nights a week I was at rehearsal two nights a week that's Monday through Friday and then I was there half a day on Saturday and I was there all day on Sunday yeah. up until rehearsal so literally I didn't see my family for like days and it was little I was in there and I mean I'm not the greatest set builder I'm I'm I don't know a lot of the tricks like some of the other guys would know and uh, luckily I had some great help come in and, and, and really save my ass because I could not have done it by myself uh, we have this guy Wayne who works on some sets he took care of the kitchen he did all the special effects that you liked nice, nice. <laughs> made the set look like it was breaking nice job um, Wayne. Jimmy came in um, the only thing with Jimmy though was Jimmy got hurt not even working on the Mary Poppins set he got hurt working on another show at the theater he, I guess something kicked back on the saw and caught him in the finger so that kind of slowed him down Oof. and it was like he could only do minimal things so He's it's lucky. like somebody who would normally be like gung-ho doing all the work that I couldn't do it was kind of like he, he wasn't there as much because one yeah. he got hurt and two they lived an hour and a half I, mean, I think he had like an hour drive he lived up in like Haverhill or something like that. So he was traveling. Really? Uh, he's been yeah. doing a lot of stuff there lately. Well, he is now because they live locally. They just moved oh, to Woonsocket. Okay. So it's like, I yeah, mean, they're going to drive around. That's crazy. Now he's there yeah, around, Jimmy, which Jimmy's is great. great. But at the time, he, with the drive and him getting hurt, it's like he couldn't be there as much, which was which was tough. So anytime I did have him there, I'd have him do little projects here and there. You know, I had some cast members, uh, Mike Myers and Mike Griswold, uh, always willing to help. I gotta throw a shout out to them because yep. man, there were some nights, it would just be like me and Mike Griswold, you know, just putting shit together and creating things and figuring out how stuff was gonna work. Uh, you know, Mike Myers would come down when he could and I'd just be like, you go off and do this and I would grab somebody else. Uh, John McElroy came in during the day. I just, I cut some pieces for him, threw him in a corner and was like, this is how he needs to be assembled. He would show up during the day. He would do it. I've um, seen John McElroy's house pictures on Facebook, so I, I, get, the, <laughs> I get the feeling that he's, he's handy and crafty. You and know what? He, he's, he, to think that, no, because... Uh, <laughs> trust me, no. Sorry, I, I John. Kid. I kid. He did a great job with the pieces he needed to. But, um, yeah, he, it's, it's when he tries to go above and beyond what he was asked to do that things start to get a little... A little awry. He is, a, he is a man of grand plans. He did try to change a saw blade off a, a chop right. saw by whacking at it with a hammer. So I'm just saying that was probably not the uh, best thing to do. John, you're but never no. allowed to touch my, my chop <laughs> He's not allowed to touch tools anymore. Uh, no, but he did. He, he put these uh, pedestals together. He did a great job nice. with them. He went in two separate times to do them. Uh, and they look great. And they look great in the show once they, they were yep. painted. Um, so, yeah. Uh, between and, and some of the kids had come in uh, when they were off uh, rehearsal nights. A couple of the parents got involved they would help when they could and and that's that's the best thing about community theater you know 
it's community. You can't, one person can't do something alone. No. So to get all those people involved to work on that set, again, I could not have done it without them. Every single person who got involved, uh, it, it was just a huge help, you know? And because literally I was flying by the seat of my pants. I'd have a body there and I'd be like, okay, you do me a favor, do this, then this and this and this, you know? I you mean, know. I had schematics and stuff, but because I designed it, I kind of knew and I was able to adjust on the fly yep. how things had to work. And, um, I'm very pleased with the way it turned out. It looked end. good. It was it looked good. It looked good. It looked really good. Matter of fact, it looked so good. Uh, as soon as the show closed, someone contacted us and they wanted to rent the set. Yeah. Um, one of the guys who how did. How, how do you transport that? Yeah, like, big, big truck. Big truck. Because you got to remember. Do they show up with just a uh, like a big rig and load it in the back, or if that's how they wanted to do it, yeah, they yeah. could. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen because that's something the theater handles. That's but, true. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great that someone liked it that much. They they want to rent it. Someone, uh, the father of one of the guys who does the fly, who was helping with the flying, uh, he went up to him and he was like, "Where did you guys rent the set from?" And he's like, "We didn't rent the set. We built it. We built the set and we rent the drops." They were impressed. The set was impressive. It was yeah. big. It was massive. Um, and it was it was a great set and it looked fantastic. And I also got to say, um, not only because. I can build, I'm not a painter. I'm not even thinking about painting. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Lopes and Steph Witz jumped in to help out with the painting. Um, I don't even want to say they jumped in to help out. They did most of the painting. I mean, of course, you know, they would get cast members help, to come yep. in and do the base coating and help them with that stuff or little general things here and there. Um, but they Ashley the, they and Steph and handed up the detailing and got that all situated. So anything that you saw uh, on there, um, it just... It looked phenomenal. It looked so good. It was it was more than I could have asked for, you know? Because I remember every night dragging my ass in there to build that set. I would walk in the door and I would see Ashley sitting on her stool painting all of those um, rooftop exterior tiles oh, by yeah. hand. And it so many nights she was working on those things. And, and right up until literally Friday morning she was in there, I'd be like, oh, we got some trim. Can you paint this? You paint it, I'll put it up, you know, that kind of a thing. And yep. uh, every time I asked for something, they were just more than willing to, 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 just, to just get it done. But they're, they're, they've done a lot of theater, you know, Ashley and stuff. They know. They know what goes into it. There are not a lot of people who realize that if, if I don't do it or if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. Yeah. And it's going to make your show suffer for it. So there, I, in my opinion, there are very few people who have that floating in the back of their head that if I don't do this, no one else will. And I don't think enough people have that. Yeah. You know, if more people had that, then it wouldn't fall on me or it wouldn't fall on them to get it done because everybody having that mindset, everybody would be hands on. And again, it's community theater, so it's not like... You know, you, you've got someone. You don't have a. You don't have a, a master set builder. Right. You don't have your your welder, your painter, all these. Oh, paint welder. Positions. What's that? Yeah. I know, right. <laughs> use metal for. Yeah. yeah. But I know. like you know, you go to a, a full scale production crew, and they've got people sure, for everything. Sure. You know? sure. It's, sure. It's just it's just not there yeah. for uh, for the community theater groups. Yeah. So definitely, the set was a monstrosity. Um, so. Uh, I'm just, I'm just so grateful, you know, everybody that got involved to help build. Not only just help 
build it in the warehouse because we have to build it off-site yep. in the warehouse. Get it there. Break it all down, bring it across the way, and then re-erect it on the stage. Uh, Wayne and Jimmy really headed up, and I know like Brian Lopes got involved, and most of the cast were involved, but we were able to, in a timely fashion, get the set back up and, and put back together, and we were able to use it for the show. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot went into um, getting that set put together. All right, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk more on uh, Mary Poppins and all the chaos and fun stuff that happened along the way. We'll be right back. Behind the Act Curtain is sponsored by Macaulay Music Studio, featuring lessons in acoustic and electric guitar, electric bass, beginner piano, ages five and up. Also has a full featured recording studio that specializes in audition demos. You can visit the website at macaulaymusicstudio.com, Macaulay is spelled M-A-C-A-U-L-A-Y, or contacting Matt at 401-347-2390 or macaulaymusicstudio at gmail.com. So yeah, talking about Mary Poppins, um, I gotta tell you, um, even though you know I had a bitch of a time with that set, and that set is now the bane of my existence. Um, you know, you, you have these issues where something happens, and you can't let it take away from the the rest of the the, the project, if you will. Yep. Uh, because the show was phenomenal, and I gotta tell you, um, the costumes were amazing. Uh, Johnny Cagno did the costuming, and uh, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, he made, I think he made, I would say, I'd have to ask him, I would say he made like 75% of those costumes. Uh, and I know he had a couple helpers. He had some of the girls working on wigs and uh, some of them making hats and stuff like that. Yeah. I got to tell you, some of those costumes were just amazing mary poppins's costumes alone because uh, you know she had to have two separate outfits yeah. because of the flying um then she had the jolly holiday outfit that and, uh, that the red one yeah the red was, coat yeah that was awesome gorgeous awesome gorgeous and i mean and, and he's and he's he had such he had so much fun doing it too because before we even started he was already like thinking ahead and planning and doing everything and I think he was actually waiting for us to cast the show so he could start bringing in the the leads and, and get yeah, them in it, costume. The thing with the costumes that was nice too and um, you know actually I remember Mike Scott was taking photos yes. and he was commenting to me that it was one of the uh, the best lit shows that he's seen and and <laughs> i'm blowing on my my uh fingernails and getting yeah. doing the and uh the 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 reason that was such a an important thing with that show is it was so colorful it was extremely these pictures and like yeah. and part of that was the costumes yeah so absolutely. there were scenes where just the costumes popped so you had these you had these awesome backdrops you had this massive mm -hmm. set mm -hmm. and these costumes just kind of like it was uh it was surreal they would just pop out it was like yeah. uh, it almost gave it a i mean uh it's like it's like the first time you watch like a 3d blu-ray where you yeah, get that, yeah, that yeah, depth yeah. it's oh, a, yeah. it's a depth to the, you've got mm -hmm. the set coming out with the color you got the backdrops and you've got these costumes that just right in well, your face well it's tough too because the show itself 
is a very dark and dreary show. Like, yeah. it's always raining, because they're always talking about how there's a storm coming, yep. and it's like, you're supposed to have these moments where if you're not inside the house, where it's, you know, normal lighting for an interior, if you're outside, it's usually dark, and it's gray, and it was, like, very hard, because, you know, as the tech director, I designed the lighting for the show, and it was a, it was a tough contrast to go back and forth, and it was like, these scenes had to be darker. You had to have those moments. Like, before they yeah. get into the park, and Bert's painting his little yep. paintings, there was no light on the background. The drop was in. I had no light on it. I only lit everything in the front yep. so that when that Technicolor world comes alive, comes to we were able to brighten everything up. And yeah. I think it was very effective. You no, know it's cool. It's like even a costume that you would think is simple, like Neelius's costume, which was literally where, just uh, he was a statue. But there were like there was if you when you get close and you look there were details. Oh yeah, on you it can to see like all the lines yeah, to make it look like marble it, and stuff. Yeah, the, the totally. whole grand and marble kind of. Yeah, on it was, it was yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. It was effective too, and it's up there. The makeup was great. The costume was great, and looked good even I, as a statue. <laughs> I remember the first night watching them in costume. I want to say it was like either Monday or Tuesday night. Uh, I was watching Supercalifragilistic, and the way it was costumed was literally it was almost like a circus. Everybody was yeah. in crazy outfits. Awesome, vibrant colors, mishmash. Um, I literally sat there and laughed out loud every time I discovered a new character, like a new costume. Yep. Like someone would come on, and of course, there's a big group of them. So generally, my eyes are drawn to the people in the front. But it's really once you start looking beyond that, and you really like people with crazy hair and big bow ties and just funky patterns. Even, uh, what's her name's dress? Um, the the talking shop owner, Miss um, Corey. Miss yep. Corey. Miss yep. Corey. Her her dress. Fantastic. Was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. It was red and it was lobstery and it just it had all these. If if you got close enough, you could see had all these little things that like kind of jetted yep. up off of it, which was really cool. Um, and in every cost and just. To, to sit there and, and, and discover once they would start moving with the dance and stuff like that, it was just it was just fantastic to watch and unfold because you always saw something new, uh, and and that's me watching it over the course of a couple of days. So for an audience member to come in and take it all in at once, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and like you said, the the vibrancy and the and the color pattern was just fantastic. There were moments where you know we have this one character who's. Typically, like an ensemble role. It, it, well, maybe it wasn't an ensemble because he had some lines. The uh, the constable. So yes. the, the cop would come through in his constable outfit. So he's in like these dark blues. But when he did a single walk across in Jolly Holiday, he wasn't wearing his typical dark blue outfit. He was in like a baby blue. Yeah. It was popping like everybody else in the scene. Yeah. Just the attention to the detail. Even though it was only for one scene and he would do a walk across and then come out and do a little dancing towards the end of it. The, the attention to the detail from a customer's perspective to be like, you know what? It's not wasting time to make an outfit for that. It's literally, it, it jumps out and it stands out that they all had, and I'm sure some of them had more, three, four, five, six costume changes, especially yeah. the ensemble. The girls, I mean, they were chimney sweeps. You look at, they look were, at Bert, his, the number of costumes, you know, different scenes. Oh my God, absolutely. Supercalifragilistic versus, you know. Sure, he would leave and come back and he's in a totally different yeah. outfit. You know, Mary Poppins and Bert would leave for Jolly Holiday, come back. Different outfit, all yeah. in white and pink and it looked fantastic. Um, we got more compliments on the costume for the show. Even when the, uh, playing the game scene, when the toys come out, all yeah, the different style yeah. of toys that he created uh, were just, some of them were creepy some of them were just just fantastic the teddy bear you know the the, the punch doll the, the, the 
the the ballerina, which the creepiest the ballerina, ballerina I've ever, ever seen. Grace was just so the, funny. Grace she would like, just lock that I, face out oh and just creep me out every time. So, yeah, it was just so uh, sketchy. It was it was awesome. Those costumes were fit down. The the entire show, the, the costumes, were, the chimney sweeps, even though they're all in black. I mean, they all had their hats, and yep. you know, it, it just looked visually amazing. It was so good. Uh, and and like I said, there was no um, there was no question that those costumes. That's probably one of the best costume shows we've ever had. Um, a lot, of in costumes. my opinion, and there were a lot of them. Yeah. But I think it's great too now um, when Johnny creates a costume uh, for a show. He's now putting his name into the costume, which is great. So, should. so it's, should, yeah. it's like a Johnny Cagno original, it's called. I hope he's uh, like taking pictures of these or something, like he, his portfolio. I hope he's portfolio. Well, you know, he's got all these great photos that Mike Scott's taking. That's you true. Know, Mike Scott always gives us copies of the photos. He comes out, he takes amazing pictures, makes the show look that much yeah. better. It just looks amazing and yeah, still. And, like, and the, the amount of time, like, Mike is you know, oh, he's a professional photographer. He is and he's there. But he's spending two, three his nights. yeah, he's spending yeah. his time. He'll come and you know and, and he's there for shows, right. he's there for rehearsals. He did he did us a huge solid. He took some nice cast photos. Yep. Uh I think it was on the second weekend. We brought everybody in a little bit early and we got everybody dressed and yeah. they could wear whatever costume they wanted and we took cast It's photos. funny too because he's been doing it a while now, so he knows like he's like, Oh, I'm gonna take pictures these two nights. He's like, But I have to come back because I know the details on the set yeah, won't be finished till exactly, you know, so exactly. he'll even come dirt to a couple shows right, and, right, and still absolutely. take some take some and, shots. And he takes and, amazing photos. And I'll tell you, the, any of the photos, if anybody's seen them online uh, on our Facebook page, um, you know, or hanging from the side of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that'll go up there because yeah. it was just such an amazing, amazing, amazing yeah. show. It was, it was great. Yep. And, and I mean, the overall production, um, you know, the cast, the cast was amazing. You know, yep. they were a great cast. You know, before we even talk about the cast, I actually want to, before I even forget, I want to throw a shout out to Ryan. Uh, Ryan was our uh, flying director um, from Flying by Foy. That's where we got the flying uh, yep. rig from. Um, and he came down. He was there for the installation. He's there for, I think, like two days of rehearsals. And then he leaves us, teaches us everything we need to do. And then he goes. And we've flown. We've talked about it before. Yep bunch of different shows. So, you know, it was all coming back to me as soon as I saw him putting it all together and stuff like that. But this is the first time I work with Ryan. Usually um, Tim Mackey, who I believe now works or runs the office uh, in, oh, I'm going to screw this up. I want to say Pennsylvania, um, where they have an office. I think he's running that one now. Um, usually he would come out. So I had a really good relationship with him. You know, we would hang out after shows and stuff like that. Uh, so getting someone new for me was a little different because you never know what you're going to get. You don't know who you're yep. going to be working with. Um, but I got to tell you, this guy Ryan came out and he was amazing. He was such a great guy, really personable. You could joke around with them. You could shoot the shit with them. He comes in, of course, this is his profession, so he knows. He comes in with ideas, allows me to voice my ideas. I'm like, can I do this? Can I do that? Answered all my questions, told me what was possible, what wasn't. Um, anything, anything additional I wanted to do, he was more than willing to try and, and work with us. And he was just such an exceptional um, flying director. Um, we had, I want to say, one of the guys who flew for us had done it before, Mike Landry, um, and then everybody else who flew, it was new for them. It was the first time they were doing it. So, you know, they do the whole walkthrough, and he does his whole spiel. He teaches them how to do everything. Um, we actually had one woman who was supposed to track for us, 
and um, she ended up bailing on us uh, at the last, I wouldn't say the last minute, but literally it was during tech week. Um, so we had to pull somebody else in. We actually pulled somebody from the cast in to do it. Mike Myers saved our bacon by, by doing that. And uh, between, you know, it was Mike, Mike and Jimmy uh, and Sue. Sue Vieira was the alternate. Yep. So there's actually four people on the flying. Um, between the four of them, they made it happen and it looked fantastic. Uh, but I gotta tell you, Ryan was such a nice guy. If we ever do flying again, I hope to work with him again because, yeah, definitely, definitely knows his stuff. And like I said, he, he's just a good guy to work with, you know? Well, and that's what you want. You don't want to work with D-bags. And it's really, <laughs> it's an important role with something like flying. It's a huge you know, role. You, you literally, you get someone's life in your hands. Totally. You, someone's doing a spin and you let mm -hmm. go of that rope and you just drop oh, yeah. them on their neck, they're dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. It's a no-joke uh, no joke situation. And, and you know, we... Because we've done it before, and I, as the director and the tech director, I take it very seriously also. It's like when he wants to do his rehearsal, we stop everything. We're just doing that rehearsal. He needs the time to teach these people so they know what they're doing. And, you know, we did not mess around with that at all. And, uh, yeah, if, if, if he wasn't comfortable with some, the way something was happening, we would adjust on the fly, make some changes, and then we would go. And there was very little of that. Um, I think... The woman who was helping out had a little issues with some of the things she was doing. She might not have been nailing it as good as we ended up doing for the show. Um, so I guess kind of in the end it worked out because it, it was much smoother and it worked out really well. Yeah, um, looked good. But yeah, he was very satisfied. He was very happy. Uh, I hope he was happy when he left, leaving us in good hands. But yeah, he was great. He was great. He was such a great guy to work with. Um, but and then the, the cast, like I was saying, the cast... Amazing, such an, a, a well, and, and that's the thing. I, I take great pride at Encore when we cast a show and we cast it well. Because we've had some instances in the past where we might have. You, you know, <laughs> I, I, I typically don't do so well with like the younger cast members. Right. They just annoy the shit out of me. It, but I'll tell you, the for Mary Poppins, you know, I, I didn't have that problem. Well, the great thing is, even though it's a family show, Everyone's like, oh, the kids are going to love this show. There weren't a lot of kids in the no, show. No. You have Jane and Michael Banks. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, my Jane and Michael were, were like the best two kids to yeah. work with. I couldn't have had a better Jane and Michael. Yep. They were so good. They were very professional. Um, and they were extremely professional, and I never had a problem with either of them. And I can't say that for a lot of shows. Usually you get a couple of kids you who know, are a problem. Thank you to Jane and Michael Banks' parents, too, yes. for not coming and talk to me ever. <laughs> you know, Your kids yeah. were great. You didn't talk to me, so I love you both. <laughs> and we're I'm going to tell you, we, you know, both of the kids were new. Um, Nolan and Haley, uh, they were both new uh, to Encore. the first time they worked with us. Yep. So, of course, the parents, uh, you know, first time they worked with us, um, Nolan's parents got very involved. Uh, they ended up working backstage uh, during the show. That's great. And, uh, yeah, but and, and Haley's mom had her there every rehearsal all the time, um, and they had, like, over an hour drive. So when we had those late nights, they they had a haul ahead of yeah, them. And, and, you know, you try to take that into consideration, but you're still going to get all this stuff done. But, um, yeah, no, they were great families, great kids uh, to work with. And, and, again, we only had, I think, four or five other kids in the show um, doing little things here and there, yeah. uh, but it wasn't a big, wasn't a big show for kids to be in. No. It was, it was more for them to go and see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was great, you know. It, it worked out well for us because 
we had two ensembles, we had a dance ensemble, then we had a regular ensemble, so we could feature the dance ensemble and all the big dance numbers. Uh, but one of the things, um, we had two choreographers on the show, uh, Megan Bernal did most of the choreography for the show, yep. and then we had Kathy Fortier, uh, who did Step in Time, which was the tap number, because, you know, she... She knows tap, and she ended up doing step in time. Plus, she was pregnant, so by the time the show rolled around, she couldn't do as much as she originally intended she wanted to. Um, so she kind of did that trade-off where Megan did most of the choreography, and then Kathy did step in time. Um, but the dancing was amazing in the show. Was Every great. dance was fantastic. Uh, and the fact that we were able to have a dance ensemble yeah. separate from the regular ensemble so we could spend the time just... How many how many people were in the cast? In the cast itself, yeah. somewhere between 40, 45-ish, I want to say. Um, I would say closer to 40. Uh, but there were 14 in the dance ensemble alone. Uh, so that yeah, step in time was great. Step in t- and, yeah. and here's the thing for step in time, we took the dance ensemble and we said, anybody else on the cast who can tap dance, you're going to be in that number. We weren't just limiting it to our dance yep. ensemble, but you had to be able to tap dance. So I think we got a few extras by doing that. Um, so that made that scene bigger. Yeah, and all, um, all of them Jolly Holiday, Super Califragilistic. Super Califragilistic was another yeah. one. We said, listen, the main dance ensemble is in Super Cal. The ensemble will be in Super Cal. That's really it. I said, but everybody in the show has to learn the Super Cal dance because at the end of the show, for Bows, That's right. everybody had to do yep. it. And we told them right out, if you don't learn it, you don't get to do it for the show. You would have lost me at the hand motions alone. Dude, I would not have been able to do it. It I was couldn't. ridiculously fast. Every single cat, even people who know and will tell you to your face, they do not regard themselves as dancers nailed them dances and they worked their asses off on those dances um and every single one of them were able to stay in and do it and they made it look fantastic every night yeah it was great i i I couldn't be happier with the way the show turned out it was really good in the cast i'm talking between megan between adam between uh john and donna ashley and mikey uh you know and um everybody else in the show um the woman who played miss andrew our villain um, Karen, she was yeah. she was great. You know, um, the the whole dance ensemble, the entire ensemble, all the kids, uh, Nolan and um, Haley for for being the, the two you know uh, Banks children, just fantastic chemistry. The chemistry between them, because you know, a you lot thought of, it was a close cast. That's the thing. You know, I've seen tighter knit casts come together. Like when I directed Rent years ago, oh, yeah. they were grossly close. Like they were like. Unnaturally close. (laughs) (laughs) They were so close, it was kind of creepy close. Um, I hope that couch got burned. This this show, because the cast was so large, I did see some of that closeness. But it was almost like they they were close as a whole, but they were close in groups, like the family. The Banks family bonded like a family. They were all in tears at the cast party, was, every single one and of them. I'll, I'll take it on Facebook authority from relationship status updates that at least a few Mary Poppins ah, relationships and there occurred. always <laughs> are. Yes, there Theater were. relationships. There were a few. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and it happens, you know. Yep. It, it was, you spend that much time in a small space with someone and oh, you yeah. get to know them. You do. You do. And all like, You smells. met your wife doing theater. I met my wife doing a theater. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, 
that's oh, there's always hookups all the time. We'll have to do a whole podcast just on that. <laughs> we probably, probably could um, just list out all the relationships that we're aware of. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the cast was great. The, the, the whole show, um, the crew, the tech crew was really good. We had a snafu on Friday night. Um, they forgot to bring out half the the uh, nursery. Uh, it, it, it broke the, uh, the, the wall a little well, bit the there. With the... Luckily, which was fantastic, when the lights <laughs> came up and only half the set was out, Michael's line is <laughs> something's different. Yes. <laughs> and because all Mary Poppins stuff is going. Yeah. So when the lights came up he goes, and half different. the set, like, he looked around and he was like, something's different. Audience the audience lost it. lost it. They were in stitches. <laughs> Me, I'm like freaking out because the set didn't come out. Those um, are moments when I wish I had a mic on either of us out there because even I'm sitting at the soundboard like, yeah, it's and here's here's the tough thing. You know, I had uh, Renee Bernier was my stage manager, and she does a great job. I love working with Renee. Um, it, it's really hard as a director to, and I don't know how other companies do it, but at Encore, it's very hard for a director to step back on opening night and do nothing. I have no control. I don't run the board. I'm not on a headset. I'm not backstage helping move stuff. I'm there as an observer nope. to watch. And I'm usually over, you know, Renee's shoulder barking things at her when things aren't going <laughs> right, which I'm sure doesn't help her, freaks her out, and shit goes awry. However, in an instance where a set piece doesn't come out, you know, it's really hard for me to 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 to, to be objective and be like, Oh, you know, it happens. Yeah, it's because, not like, oh, the coat rack was missing, yeah, but audience know, oh, won't notice. The door didn't close when he left. It yeah. literally didn't bring out half the set. Yeah. And and unfortunately, it's live theater, so you got to go with mm. it. You can't, there's nothing you can do in that instance. Um, but that wasn't the only night. You know, every night you got a little something happens. Maybe this doesn't work or that doesn't you happen. Never, you never get a perfect show. I've always... It's a myth. I've, it is a myth. There's no such thing as a perfect show. I remember Mike Landry telling me during Les Mis when we did Les Mis, because uh, he used to... He knows I bet you about that all the time. I've never had a perfect show. He told me every night, tonight's the night, you're going to get it, tonight's the night. And we came close a few times, but no, I've never had a perfect... It is, like you said, it's a myth. There's no such thing as a perfect show. Okay. Um, and it was crazy, too, because like second weekend, uh, we were shorthanded uh, on Spotlights. So I literally took over. They were going to throw somebody in new uh, Friday night of second weekend. Yep. Um, I filled in Friday morning for the school show because we didn't have anybody. And then they were going to bring somebody in brand new Friday night. And I was like, oh, I don't want to bring in somebody new on a Friday who never went to a single rehearsal, never did the spot for any of the first weekend. Why would we bring in somebody new on a Friday night? I said, yeah. I already did it Friday morning. I'll just do it myself. And we had some spot issues early we on. We did, and that's too bad. It's unfortunate because, again, people didn't come to the Tech Week rehearsals. Mm. They showed up first Friday night to do it, and I'm just winging it. Now, if they had seen the show ahead of time, they would have known where they're going better, and they would have had more control, could have gotten used to the machine a little bit more. Um, it wasn't... Super bad, but it's noticeable. Noticeable issues happened, and that shouldn't have. I don't even, um, even remember the Friday morning show. The second Friday morning? Yeah. Well, you didn't, because it went so well, 
I was on spotlights and it looked fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was me and Jane. Jane was up there. And Jane did a great job. You know, I think this is the first time Jane does spots for us. Um, but she came to the rehearsals, so she was getting to know the show. Yep. So when she was up there, you know, she she did very well. So me and her rocked second weekend uh, on the. And, and, it's, and it's nice when you can get somebody who's willing to take time out of their lives and help you out and and do something like spots. But the problem is if they're not there for the for the tech week. It's just, you're, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, you know? And Renee's trying to talk to them about moving the set. Meanwhile, she's supposed to be running the light board. Meanwhile, she's talking yeah, it's hard to, to the to spot people. To every little she's piece. talking to you if she needs to talk to you, you know, which is very seldom. But when it does happen, that's that's a lot going on at once. Yeah, usually if I'm talking to her, it's a problem. Yeah, something that's going to be fixed. Yeah. But, um, you know, she, she did her best. And like I said, it's really hard to, to stand back and... And, and let that happen. Um, we didn't always do it that way. There was a time back in the day before we, we, we got it well oiled that um, my stage manager would call the show from backstage, be involved in moving the set, I remember calling that. the show, I remember those days. and I would run the lighting board. Yeah. I'm there anyway, I figured I might as well do something, so I would yeah. run the lighting board. Um, and then I went to another company, um, I directed uh, Fiddler on the Roof for Uncommon, and they didn't do it that way. They did it where, uh, director, as soon as opening night happens, you're done. Go sit down, watch your show, you're done. Uh, the stage manager called the show from the back of the theater, and uh, he was literally in a booth. I couldn't even get to him and be like, what's going on? Couldn't even do that. Um, and they literally ran the show without any input, or I couldn't even utter a word to them. <laughs> it was weird. Um, and then eventually, we a lot of people were like, yeah, I've done it that way, and different companies do it different ways, and we have ended up adopting... Um, to that eventually. So now Style. they run the lighting board and you know they're calling the show from the back because you know they can see everything going on. And now, as usually when I'm just the director, because um, if I'm not tech directing, um, I can just kind of sit back and watch the show. Oh, it makes me so nervous. I pace, I stand. I don't even sit down to watch my shows. I stand and I'm like, I'm like freaking out when shit's going wrong. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't be able to do it. I, I, I couldn't direct either. It's just like, after after I know something's supposed to go a certain way, I get anxiety watching no when I know it's not, and I'm oh, not yeah. even like you know oh, yeah. like when the when I thought the set thing was breaking, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's crazy too out. because I've seen something in rehearsal done the same way a thousand times, and then on a Saturday night performance, my actor decides. She's gonna go in a different direction and oh, do something yeah. else, and I'm like, what, 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 what was she doing? Where's she going? You yeah. know, I, I've seen that happen. Yeah. That oh, drives yeah. me nuts. How annoying that is when you've oh. got like sound effects that have to be cued oh, yeah. off the lines. Well, like, I'm sure you had issues oh, uh, during the course of the show. <laughs> Thank you for the amazing amount of sound effects in that show. God. Again, I don't say, hey, let me throw all these sound effects in. That's I, what the show called I, for. I wanna, actually, this was. Mary Poppins was the most sound effects in a single show I've ever had. Really? I, and how many was it? Do you remember? I, I want to say it was like 73 when it was all together. You had 73 sound effects? Yeah, because some of the stuff you've, you've got to layer. You oh, know? yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like what might seem like a simple storm. With all the like, birds, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> the stupid birds. The birds were timed with yeah. response from Mary Poppins. Right, and because it was so, in the music. Yeah, Absolutely. And it, it all just it adds up quite yeah. a bit. The dog barks, the mm -hmm. birds. Mm -hmm. um, um, all the thunder rolling in, yeah, the storm, perfectly the timed vases breaking when breaking they hit the like, and it, the, um, it, the oh. pop when she flew yeah, away. Pop, like, yeah. It was just it was a lot of little sounds that added up to oh, a massive. I didn't realize amount. there were that many. Yeah, it, they're probably they were probably only like 
I want to say maybe like high 30s, low 40s. But then when you layer sounds together sure, for sure. for some of the stuff, because most of the, all the sounds you're finding free online, right? And to get a certain effect or a certain sound, you you've, got to, you've got to stack them yeah, together, yeah, yeah. and um, I do it all in QLab, and it's just a lot of pressing the space. Well, it also helps for me. You know, Renee is reading in the script as she's going through it. Yeah, she's writing all the sound effects down, so I'm not even thinking of it half the time yeah. until I'm like, oh, don't forget, we need a bird. She's like, yeah, I got it, or I'm like, oh, we need this. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah. So she sends you the list. I never even saw the list. So I didn't yeah, even know it was, it was gonna be on it. It was a big list. Like birds, I think birds alone, there were probably like. 16 different yeah. birds. Well, it's because it was like a different chirp for every freaking yeah. response to the show. I, I mean, it was it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, it was big. It was a big tech show. Um, I'm, and, glad, and I'm glad it's done. Oh, I am too. I am too. I'm <laughs> telling you. That moment I sat there and I was like, I just want to go home. I have never felt so overwhelmed. Um, and that's usually not like me. I'm usually like, go, 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 go. But, you know, having to take over the set Having to do all the tech, the, I was expecting to have a helper on the tech, but uh, the girl who was going to do it had uh, a concussion, Kara, and uh, she wasn't Damn able. You, she Cara. wasn't able to do too much because you know she yeah. was she was on late duty. I mean, she helped as much as she could, but I ended up having to do most of that. I mean, I did all the lighting. You know, it was crazy. Um, Having to have that giant set built just it just it wiped me out. Plus, I'm still doing rehearsals and I'm dealing with all this other stuff. And um, you know, we're not that we were, anybody was putting any pressure on us or anything, but we were trying to deliver the best possible show yeah. we could. And I think when all is said and done, uh, we did just that. You should take a little break now. You know what? You think I would? Nope. We just had auditions for Alice in Wonderland Junior. You're crazy. I am fucking crazy <laughs> out of my head. Oh, my God. I was, like, walking into the auditions like, I don't even want to be here right now. I don't even want to be in the buildings because I'm just so I was going to say take a year off, but you can't even take three I months off. can't take anything off. Oh. Uh, it, it's funny, too, because Fame Jr. came and went, and uh, I went to see Fame. And uh, How was it? It was good. Uh, Adam Landry's uh, first time directing. He did he did, he did nice. a nice job uh, with that show. Uh, it was, yeah, it was cool. Um you know, but just being in the building, I was like, oh, I feel like I just, and that's what it is every time I go in that building, I feel like I just left. Yep. You know, it's like there's no downtime. It's from one thing into the next. Because if I'm not directing a show, I'm involved in something else, or I got to go for some reason, or it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. But the show was great. I, I can't complain. The show was phenomenal. It was, and people who saw it were just raving about it. Uh, Megan was great as Mary Poppins. We'll have to get her back on the show again to yeah. talk about her experiences because poor Megan, she literally got sick. Um, people were getting sick all through Tech Week, yeah, was, and, the, and my brutal. biggest fear was I can't afford to have Megan be sick. So um, I'm sorry, they were, they were sick all through first weekend. So you, what the plan was, we were going to take Monday, Tuesday off, come in Wednesday for a midweek. Thursday off, Friday morning show. But we took Monday, Tuesday off. Wednesday came around, everybody was sick. All my leads were sick. I was like, I don't want Megan to come in and get sick from these fools yep. and not be good for the weekend. So I blew Wednesday nights midweek. It was like no rehearsal, which is crazy for me to do. I would never do that. But I was just so concerned. I was like, no midweek. Thursday hits. Thursday night, I'm told Megan is getting sick. I was like, you'd be fucking kidding me. The one thing I was trying to avoid and happened anyway. 
And she did. She got sick. But, man, she's a trooper. She powered through it. That, you I'll would you never that, have known. See, that show, I, I couldn't tell. You, you would know. never have known. But let that be a lesson to you. Never blow off midweek for anything because it's going to happen anyway. Well, you know, I, I hate to say it this way because you want every show to be an amazing show. I knew we had the Friday morning show. So I was like, well, it's a school show. You can say it. We it's, can, a, it's a school show. It's a school show. So I figured that would be our brush up and then yeah. we would do Friday night. Um, again, I was just trying to avoid the fact that she was... Which that was odd. The whole second morning. It's, it's usually the first weekend, the school show. Well, yeah. I think the reason they changed it was when we did Les Mis... The first time, uh, they did the first Friday two performances, and that's that's a three-hour show. Uh, and my actors, because it was all singing, killed their voices Friday yeah. morning before opening night. So to avoid that, now the actors are at least getting a weekend under their belt. They'll come in, they'll kill themselves on the second Friday, but not the first. That really messed with my scheduling. Damn them. Yeah, well, I thought it was the first Friday, so I took the first Friday off from work. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, crap, I need the second Friday off, so I took both of them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, those were scheduled okay. in advance. So yeah. hopefully no one from your work yeah. is listening. No, 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 no. I, I used appropriate days Vacation. and times okay. for, okay. yes, I was all scheduled for those. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a huge, huge undertaking. And I'm actually, uh, even though I have Alice in Wonderland Jr. around the corner, um, much smaller scale, uh, I only have to direct the show. I don't have to do anything else for that show. I have a well, tech director. I have a set builder. As of right now. No. No, not as of right now. <laughs> if somebody can't do something, we're getting somebody we're else. I am not doing it. I will go on a freaking beer <laughs> stage with no set, no nothing. We'll freaking perform the show. I want on the record yeah. he's saying this now, but yeah. we will follow no, up with this in the no, future. <laughs> nope. I am not doing it. I am yeah. just directing the show. But, uh, yeah. We'll talk about that one more in the future. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, Mary Poppins was, it was a great show. Um, even with the small issues we had along the way, little hiccups here and there, yeah. tech-wise and sound-wise and whatever otherwise we had, um, it was overall a great, great show. And you know what? Everybody at the theater was happy. My wife was happy. That's, That's the most important That thing. is the most important part at Encore. If my wife enjoys the show, and I'm going to tell you, she, came to, she didn't get to see a lot of rehearsals because I was always gone. I was either building True. the set, Someone's I was watch, at rehearsal, uh, someone had to be with my son, yep. so it was like she didn't get to see a lot of it. Literally, she got to see the whole thing finally on, uh, I don't even think it was opening night. I think she came Saturday she night. She came a bunch after that first one, too. She didn't come Friday night. She came Saturday, Saturday night, and then yeah. she, did got, she got to see it more times after that. But she was so impressed with Step in Time, she couldn't stop talking about it. She thought it was fantastic. I was like... Of course, you did it. Of course, yeah, it's gonna be good. She, she was like, "No," she said, "I taught it one time." She said she came in, she taught that dance one time, and then they basically um, Megan had like a dance captain, yep. uh, and she kind of helped, you know, Megan get, get the rest of the dances through and stuff like that. So between the two of them, continually brushing it up, yeah, she was quite impressed. She thought she loved it. She thought the show was great, and everybody at the theater thought it was great. Um, I, I didn't have one. Um, one one negative comment. Actually, that's not true. Let me tell. Well, you know what? Let's wrap up with this. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I don't know if it was second weekend or first weekend. This fucking woman <laughs> comes up to me, and she's just because I'm standing in the back where I usually stand as the director. You know, I'm yep. kind of hovering around the, the the lighting board area. This woman comes up to me. I don't know if she sees I have a badge around my neck or whatever, but she's like. I think the show's, she just chatted me up. She was like, oh, the show's wonderful. I think it's fantastic. She says, but I have one problem with the show. And in my head, I'm like. Here we go. 
what? I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. She's like, that whole um, playing the game, Mary oh. Poppins wouldn't do that. That's not in her style to scare children like that. Obviously and I looked she at her and I went. She hasn't read the books. I said, hey, did you not see it originally on Broadway? Oh, yeah. I said, in my head, I'm thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Because in the Broadway version, playing the game, one, the verses are different. They're a lot darker than the version we had. And two, it turns into a whole courtroom scene where the kids are on trial. trial right? And yeah. it's just, it's chaos. It's out of control. There's a judge involved and it's super dark and they're like telling the kids how bad they are. And in my head, I'm like, this woman has no clue what she's talking about. So I just smiled in her face and I was like, oh, well, I said, you know, I said it was a little different when they did it on Broadway. It was a little darker. I said, this is a lot more tame uh, for yeah, the traveling, I, uh, for the touring version. I feel like the, uh, the show went a little more towards the books it, than it the did. Disney movie Well, because was. in the Disney movie, everything, everything was animated. Yeah, and you yeah. can't do, I mean, we couldn't bring animated shit to the stage. I mean, we did our best with the Technicolor and the lights and stuff like no. that. But you couldn't have like penguins walking around and stuff like that. We had like a that. creepy ballerina. We, didn't ha yeah, we did have a creepy ballerina. We were going to have a carousel where the horses flew off and they were flying through the sky. I mean, it doesn't yeah. call for that. This... Uh, Crazy woman had no idea what she was talking about. So I just kind of smiled and I was like, "Oh, enjoy the rest of you, the show." You As I walked her, away, I was like, "You gave her the inside. You gave her the, the fuck you smile." <laughs> yes, I did. That's exactly what it was. I'm gonna take That's your exactly into consideration and yeah. tell you to go. And literally, in my head. literally, that was honestly the only thing someone said to me that was kind of like off kilter. And man, hmm. I was like, "Who is this woman? I don't even know who she was." And let's. Let's just keep it at that. I don't want to know who she was. I'm going to find out down the road Listen, it was like someone's mother. If you're listening to this, please contact me so I yeah. can know no. who to send my message yeah, to. Yeah, I'm telling you. It was just like, really, lady? It's the middle of the show. I think it was an intermission with Chicago. I think this is this is your one problem with the show. I mean, the show is fantastic. The, the, she was a crackpot. They didn't eat the children on the stage. Yeah, we didn't like crucify anybody yeah. or, or uh, have the kids like sacrificed. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. maybe next maybe, time. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, go a little darker next time. Yeah. You still, you still owe me a uh, Gavroche headshot. So yes, I know. That's right? gonna happen yeah. before the, the dark version of Mary Poppins. Maybe, maybe we'll get to it someday. So that's that's Mary Poppins. That's that's how it went down. That's it, it, oh, let me just say this: when an audience member comes to see one of our shows, except for this crazy woman I was just talking about. When an audience member comes to see one of our shows, they sit down, they're there for two, two and a half hours, and they're watching the show, they're watching the story unfold, and they are just enjoying it, and they're getting into it, and we had standing ovations every night, and they just, the people loved it who came to see it. They have no, no idea all the shit that went down leading up to and right before that curtain opened. Because I'm going to tell you, I've said it for years and I'm going to say it here. If I could have a film crew follow me around for an entire production, that's a reality show waiting to happen. Uh, and I'm copywriting that. We're copywriting it. John and Fred right it's now. copyrighted right now. That's copyrighted. That's my idea. Don't steal it. Uh, that needs to happen. We need to have a crew follow me around because I'm going to tell you that is some reality TV waiting to happen. You think some of the shit you see on TV is out of control? Yeah, follow me around for a couple weeks on a show. You'll see some stuff between dealing with people and, 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 and getting the show together and having to take over positions and doing this and that. It's ridiculous. It's, it's a lot. But those people, that curtain opens, 
they have no idea what it took to put that show on. That's what they're paying for, right? And that is what they're paying for, because <laughs> if they did know, then we didn't do yeah. our jobs right. Oh. All right, so that's going to be it for this week. I'm Fred Fortier. I'm John Roberts. And we'll see you guys behind the act curtain. You've been listening to Behind the Act Curtain. You can follow us on Facebook at Behind the Act Curtain or on our website at BehindTheActCurtain.com. Original music by Shaded Glitch. You can download his debut album, Lost in a Labyrinth, on iTunes and follow him on all social media. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us an email at BehindTheActCurtain at gmail.com.